How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Where we're going to start with you today, Dustin, is uh, Joe Woods. Joe Woods got to speak for his job. And I'm kind of worried if I'm reading what the people in Berea are telling me. Mary Kay Cabot on this morning with Ken and Anthony. Mm-hmm. I had Ashley Bastock on overtime with Jonathan Peterlin at night. I had her on the other day. She was saying the same thing Mary Kay said. And then uh, Daryl Ryder's been thinking this for, it feels like about a week and a half now at this point, where he's been saying the coaching staff is going to stay pat. So I now have three people that live in Berea that are around the team that are saying they think Joe Woods' job is safe. Okay. Joe Woods... Tell you if it felt a little bit of a different tune today. Here was Joe Woods speaking on his job and speaking about whether or not they should have done anything different this year. Here we go. No, not really. I think you have to work through issues. Like you never know. There's some things that I'm not doing pressure wise that I would like to do, but when I'm looking back over, I just think it's a learning process because you get new guys and you're trying to figure out who they are as players and what you're capable of doing defensively. And I think we learned that throughout the season. But there's nothing I go back and re- regret. Okay, that seems a little bit different than what we heard just a couple weeks ago from Joe Woods. A couple weeks ago, it was a resigned Joe Woods. Now this Joe Woods feels like, yeah, I think I did a good job. Like, almost he's defending himself because he yeah, knows I mean, he's got a chance. He, well, he, he does have a chance because the team has played better over the last several weeks. Now, weather certainly helped in that Saints game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the defense has played better. Miles Garrett has, you know, come to play. The Commanders game was was pretty good. Uh, you're playing an awful quarterback in Carson Wentz, but I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'll, I'll say this much. I mean, Joe Woods, if he keeps his job, and maybe he does, I just have this feeling we'll be having the same conversation come mid-October next year. Yeah, and you can say that with confidence because it's the same conversation we just had this last year because we had it the year prior. Right. It, was, it was Groundhog Day. We did this. That's part of why I don't want Joe Woods back. What I think is really interesting is that so many people now are building this up in their head that I think I think there's a divide. The fan base is like Joe Woods is gone. I had a text from a buddy earlier today. He's like, Joe Woods is gone. This is okay. him him saying he's gone. He's not coming back. Like I think he ended the press conference saying something like, hope to talk to you guys at the end of next Saturday hope or next Sunday. Talk to you guys. It was okay. something along those lines. It was something that was very ominous. And I was like, the difference between how the fans are talking right now, because they're talking like me and you, and then how the people that are in Berea, and then now how Joe Woods himself are talking, it's just an entirely different tune than what happened over the previous, I don't know, two, three weeks ago when it looked like he was a dead man walking. What's changed? It can't just be that this defense has all of a sudden been great, and now Joe Woods feels comfortable. Is that all Is that all really it takes, where Joe well, Woods feels like he's going to be back next I, year? I, I think in this league, we make decisions based on 
you know, what happens week to week. And if the Dolphins game would have happened this past Sunday, then we wouldn't be talking like this today, you know? And so that's, that's where we're at, which is unfortunate because we react so quickly to just what we've seen. It's recency bias. And Joe Woods has a legitimate shot to come back next year. I think the Browns should make some changes, um, not just defensively, but offensively too with the play calling. But uh, there is a chance, and this is unfortunate because I think it's a mistake, that the Browns come back status quo into 2023 and we do it all over again. Have you actually seen adjustments? I guess that's a part I'm curious to know because I've been uh, I, I I dove in deep into a YouTube rabbit hole and it was it's just somebody obliterating uh, not even not even Joe Woods's defense. It's Vic Fangio's defense that Joe Woods has adopted. Joe Barry's adopted it as well. Brandon Staley had adopted it, but then you can see in recent weeks where he just completely said like I'm done with this. I'm not doing it. It's where Brandon Staley had a lot of success a couple years ago where he had the Rams with the number one defense. It's that quarters coverage. It's it's having a lot of two-eye safety pre-snap. And then when post-snap happens, it's just a completely different look. And it's supposed to stop really good quarterbacks. It was designed to stop Patrick Mahomes. But there's no true defense that can stay stopping someone like Patrick Mahomes for years on end. That's not really a thing. He works around it. He figures things out. Have you seen differences in this defense in the previous four or five weeks that tells you that Joe Woods is adapting to something different than what we've been seeing the entire time? I wouldn't say schematically that I have. Um, you know, there have been times where things have changed. I mean, listen, they, they've done a lot of different things. And remember, you game plan for your opponent. So, so things will change from week to week. It's not like the Browns are going to be a certain team the entire you know season. This isn't like back in you know, O two when the Buccaneers only played Tampa two with Lovey Smith as their mm-hmm. DC. Like that was not, that was what they did, right? Teams change, they evolve. You play man coverage, you play quarters, you play cover two a time uh, or two. You play zero coverage from time to time. But the thing that I've noticed the most is the guys have played a little bit harder. It seems, um, you know, more guys around the football making the tackles you got to make, getting to the quarterback. I think, you know, Miles has played more consistent. And, and that's helped the defense, too, because I think Miles is has been known to, at times, take plays off. Yes, he'll have the splash plays, but I think he's been a little bit more consistent the last couple of weeks. But I, I don't know if that's enough to warrant or merit, you know, keeping things the same. Well, Miles seems like he's having more fun just in general, right? Like lining up well, over I mean, center that way. He's got 70-whatever sacks. I mean, yeah. the guy's just having a ball. Yeah, no, he's having more fun. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two is Joe Woods saving his job? So Joe Woods went on to talk about whether or not he thinks he'll be back as a DC next year. Here we go. You know, I hope that's the case. I mean, not right now. I'm still, you know, focused on you know the Steeler game. It's a big game for us. But I hope I have the opportunity to come back. Um, I know things haven't gone the way we would like them to go this year. But I feel like you know the first season going to the playoffs, winning game first time. 26 years, something like that. The next year we didn't, you know, win a lot of games, and that's what it's all about. But we did improve defensively, I think, to uh, number five. And, again, through the end of the season, I think we are playing better. And it's it's the guys out there getting experience, playing together. And I feel like the guys we have on our team, because we have a young team, they're all coming back next year. You know, we'll have a full off season. So, long story short, I hope I get the opportunity, but uh, that's not my decision. Dustin, I hate that he's been able to build up a case here. And it's not just in the previous five weeks either. Like uh, Jake Trotter had a lot of stats out there uh, yesterday. From week seven on, the opposing QBR, which QBR, I've said before, is about as valuable to me as Monopoly money. You want to know why I know it sucks? QBR this last week, 
Think about how bad you thought Carson Wentz was, and yeah. think about how great a lot of people thought Deshaun Watson was. Right. Carson Wentz had a higher QBR than Deshaun Watson this last week. Isn't that crazy? So QBR is not everything, okay? It just isn't. It's not the end-all, be-all. I'm never going to make too much out of QBR. But opposing QBR since week seven, the Browns have the number one total defense. Opposing QBR versus man coverage, they have the number one total defense. EPA, a stat I actually do consider valuable, they're the fifth best defense since week seven on. Efficiency, they're the fifth best defense since week seven on. And passing yards allowed, 176 a game. That is the number one defense where, in all where the are we NFL. At with rushing yards allowed. Well, that's another problem, right? That's again, you can find these, you can cherry pick these stats and you can pick out whatever way you want. That's what I'm saying. But week seven on, it's not just the previous five weeks. Week seven on, that was that Monday night football game against the Bengals. Yep. They looked a lot better. I just don't want to see it again because I don't want to see the first six weeks happen again. First six weeks were such a punch to the stomach, whether it's Deshaun Watson or Jacoby Brissett, if we have to go through that again, we're behind the eight ball and the season just got underway. No question. Um, so that's what you have to evaluate based off of the season, not just on, you know, 10 games or, you know, whatever your your sample size may be. But... Um, it's bigger than that, too, because it's it's based off the last several seasons. You know, I, I have seen this defense regress uh, to the point where everybody is calling this show saying we want this guy fired. And I hate to, to call for guys jobs, but I do think and at times there is a certain place and time for change. It's part of the business, though, right? It is part of the business. And it doesn't make you a bad guy. It doesn't make you a bad coach. No. Coaches get fired all the time. They you go know that places. when you get into it. Yes, you know. Like you, every coach is you're either gonna retire, die, or get fired. I feel like that's just people in general, right? Like, well, like myself, like I'm gonna either retire, get fired, or die, yeah, right? But that's but it's it, it, not really a fourth it's option. It's not there. like a. Uh, I'm not trying to be negative here. That's just the reality, right? And I think Especially for Joe as a Woods, football coach, you're more likely to get fired. Exactly right. You know, I gave Brandon Staley credit because about four weeks ago, again, Brandon Staley using the same Vic Fangio defense that Joe Woods yeah. uses here. And about four weeks ago, he just completely abandoned it. He just gave up on it. It wasn't working. Every And you look across the NFL. Every team that was using the Vic Fangio defense, whether that was Minnesota, whether that was Green Bay, whether mm -hmm. that was here, whether that was the Chargers, they were getting gashed on the ground, and they weren't having success. Brandon Staley just said, all right, kick rocks on that one. We're done with that. And all of a sudden, the Chargers are looking pretty good defensively. And I think it's a very... It's a very complex scheme, and it's it's got a lot of involvement to it. And I just feel like I, Joe Woods is telling you he's made a lot of adjustments. If he's made those adjustments like he says he has, uh, maybe that's why we're having success, or maybe we're just having success because you're playing you know worse quarterbacks. Look, it's not on you or I to make these decisions. These are tough decisions about jobs and about personnel, and you have to make the decision what you think is going to be best for the team going forward. And you have to just, like, honestly, you have to look at the player personnel that you have. Do you feel like the defense is good enough uh, or or should be playing better? You let, the, with the stats there, Jonathan, I mean, they have done better, certainly against the pass. Um, still, I think, a little vulnerable against the run. But, like, just because they've gotten better, does that indicate that, well, things are going to be better going forward? Or is that just because we're playing bad teams? I think that's like the million-dollar question. And that's what I think Kevin Stefanski and company are going to have to ask themselves. Yeah. My question, though, is, and if I was to play devil's advocate in this, because I think, listen, I can't defend Joe Woods. I don't want Joe Woods back here. I need to make that abundantly clear. But they did enter this season, Dustin, where they're like, okay, we're going to spend nothing on the defensive tackle situation. 
Like, great, you went out and got Taven Bryan. Congratulations. And I like right. Taven Bryan, but let's get Me real. Uh, you did nothing mm-hmm. for the linebacking uh, issue or core. You know what I mean? Like, there was so many, there was two glaring spots on this defense where you thought to yourself, like, okay, they have to perform. And on top of it then, you needed to see some of these younger players get better. So I can see the combination of things where maybe Joe Woods has a path to be like, I didn't, I didn't get a fair shake out of all this. Doesn't mean I need to see you back here, though. I think even more so, Dustin. Yeah. And this is the bigger question at 216-578-0092. Do we really need to see accountability after this season? Because if Mike Prefer keeps his job, if Joe Woods keeps his job, Kevin Stefanski's 99% chance to keep his job. Yeah, I would imagine he's safe. You're going to have a really disappointing year where you finish potentially fourth in the division. You end up in a situation where you miss the postseason and you're under 500 once again for the second year in a row. And we're just keeping the status quo. We're running that back. It's weird. It is weird. Um, get at us. 216-578-0092 because, look, I, I, I am not trying to call for Joe Wood's job. I definitely think changes need to be made this offseason. Not just with the defense, but like I, I think that Kevin Stefanski should uh, seriously consider letting Vin Pelt call the plays. Well, we'll get into that in just a little yeah. bit. Uh, but like, we need to see some change, right? We need to Absolutely. see something. Uh, the idea that you can go from this just disappointing year and then say, "Oh yeah, well, we got Deshaun Watson now. Let's run it back." You understand that across the NFL, not even the NFL, the NFC is full of hot garbage quarterbacks. Okay. NFC, you can you can win with bad quarterbacks I in mean, the NFC. There's like really no great quarterbacks in the NFC. Look at the AFC though, where it matters the most to us. The cover charge to get in is it having a really great quarterback, is having a Mahomes, is having a Burrow, is having a Herbert, is having a Josh Allen. Like the cover charge is having a great quarterback. Right. Having Deshaun Watson be a top five quarterback doesn't necessarily mean that you're playing in an AFC title game. Do people like? Do people realize Josh Allen's played in one AFC title game in his five years in Buffalo, and he could be considered the best quarterback in football, right? And he's got what many would consider to be a top five defense in football, and he still has only again made one AFC title game in amazing? five years. Like people think this is just a given. It's not a given, guys. So you have to be better all across the board. You need you need the weapons. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Jay is going to lead us off here on the fan. Hello, Jay. How hey, are Jay, you? What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for taking my call. You got it, man. What's up? Yeah, I want to say go Browns and keep playing good defense. And Joe Woods, whatever you're doing, little playbook you got, keep using it. And one more thing. I, I think I wasn't around back then, but if I remember correct, I think Auto Browns and the Browns won a whole lot of Super Bowls. So Jimmy Haslam can some way find that playbook, you know. I think that'll help too, you know. The Auto Grand playbook? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the playbook the Browns used when he won like four, five, six Super Bowls or something. So he got a good quarterback. <laughs> so if they can find that playbook, you know, I say use it. I'm open to any idea, Jay. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate the phone call. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe not that one, but you know, hey. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. All right, uh, All right, appreciate you. I think that was humor is what he was going for there, right? I think that was a joke, but he did it so deadpan. We're all like, hey, you know, sometimes you get callers and you're like, I, I, they might be serious. He might not be kidding. He might legitimately think autogram football. That's the way to win. 2023. Okay. 216-578-0092. I mean, we want to go back to the 50s? I think he was making a joke. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Take off the face masks? Yeah. No, I need I need my offense to at least be in the era of high-def television, okay? Like, that's that's the that's the bare requirement, okay? It's so, it's so bad that when I played and I watched the games 
back on like classic sports or whatever, they look so old. Because we didn't yeah. get high def till like 03. Yeah. And so that was like my junior year of college. We like had, I want to say, three games on ESPN high def, like my junior <laughs> year. The other games were like straight standard. And that was back when in the corner they used to put like HD up there to like remind you that oh, it was like a really yeah, special I, thing. I'll never forget. We we did it. We had a game uh, in 03 at Wisconsin. It was a night game. And like we were so pumped because on the sidelines it said ESPN HD. HD. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's wild. And then have you gone back and looked at the video you took from the, the camcorder for the national title? Yeah, those actually are better than watching the, the DVD copy of the, the, the TV. Really? Not bad. Back. Yeah. Man, your son must think you played back in the again like Otto Graham era, Dude, though. Dude, I mean, it, it, he must it, be there's very not much difference watching. from that tape than like when my dad played. Yeah, that's crazy. We've come a long way. Yeah. Think about the video games. Oh, dude. Some of those characters didn't like Michael Vick was on the cover. Didn't look a thing like Michael Vick. No. You know, it's just kind of what it was. It's just like an octagon. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of what it was. Now, like down to LeBron's nostril, yeah. we have it. We have it and right. Their tattoos. It's insane. Two one six five seven eight double nine two. Chuck up next in the fan. Hello, Chuck. Chuck. How are you? Hey, good afternoon. Hey, listen. I don't know how in the world people can say Joe Woods need another shot next year to prove, you know, because I'm getting tired of this. It took us eight games, and I we started playing a little better. I mean, eight games. That's half the season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just say you lose six of those eight, like they did. I mean, and then the blown coverages and things like that, man. I mean, if the scheme is so. Uh, complicated. I mean, what we got to go get some deep defensive backs from uh, from Harvard or something to figure this stuff out, man. It shouldn't take that long. And then last year, what really made me mad was the game against the Chiefs when we were in the, headed for the playoffs when they couldn't stop a forty year old quarterback. You know, turn the blitz up a little bit, do things differently, man. Change the disguises up. Anybody can see that, man. That's all. Thanks. All right, thank you, Chuck. I don't know why Thanks he wants to combat Ivy Leaguers with more Ivy Leaguers, but again, I'm open to anything. Any suggestions like, you got? A, I'll take an Ivy Leaguer if he can play. Sure. There's a reason they play in the Ivy League, though. Yeah. Ross Tucker. Yeah, I mean, there are rare guys that make it to the NFL from the Ivy League. We'll take some of those guys for sure. Uh, I don't know that I want a roster of Ivy League guys. What also would be weird if like, you got an Ivy League guy and then he's like, hey, listen, Joe Woods, I, I'm i from the Ivies. Uh, I got a better scheme than you. Here we go. And then just starts like, drawing up the scheme. That would be fun. And just, you know just what? Just a bunch of players from Penn and Harvard. The way Princeton. <laughs> the way that Joe Woods just completely like a thief in the night took you think you the Vic Fangio the defense. Now, just get a roster full of Harvard guys. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't. You don't want that. So so far in today's show, I just want to recap where we're at here because uh, you know I've been hanging out in the nights overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. New show. Listen, seven to twelve. It's so cool. You've got a name on. The I show. know it's so cool. It's so fun for me. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, I feel like the callers at night are supposed to be a little bit wackier than the callers we've had today, but they're really not today. We've we've had references to Otto Graham. We've had people saying we should just fill up the backfield with a bunch of Ivy Leaguers. We've, we've been all over the place. All because I think no one knows the answer to Joe Woods, not even Joe Woods. And I think that's part of the problem. And I think a lot of people are really mad about how this season has gone. Yep. But they're looking at the situation and they're saying well, to themselves. somebody wants a scapegoat. Somebody wants somebody to blame. They do. Where's my scapegoat? Where's my guy? Well, I mean, Joe Woods is certainly one of those guys. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys. I Again, I would fire him. I'm just reading what everyone else is saying. The people that are in Berea, whether it's Mary Kay, whether it's Ashley, whether it's Daryl, the three people I've talked to on this subject in recent days, all are suggesting that Joe Woods, his job, pretty safe. Okay. Joe Woods out here today telling you, hey, he wants to be back. 
thinks he should be back. All these type of things, right? I can't find a fan in the world that thinks he should be back. But if it's Kevin Stefanski's call, well, we might not see heads roll. 216-578-0092. Ken, up next in the fan. Hello, Ken. Yo, Ken. Ken going once, twice. He'll grab some bench. Gary, up next on the fan. Hello, Gary. Hey, Jonathan and Dustin. How you guys doing? Hey, hey Gary. How are you? Listen, man, I'm no advocate of Joe Woods in no way, shape, or form. But if we can't get a defensive coordinator like a Bill Callahan level, what's the sense? I mean, because you're just going to be making a lateral move. If we're going to change coordinators, they damn well better get somebody that's uh, A1, blue chip. That's my Any suggestions? Got anyone in mind? Uh, no, not really, because they're already on teams. So there's nobody that, I mean, not unless you're going to pay an exorbitant amount of money to lure somebody away to be our defensive coordinator, I just don't see it happening. I just don't see nobody losing their job that's going to be worthy of yeah. being defensive coordinator. So what do you do? You're stuck between a rock and a hard place. So if you can't get nobody, then you just roll it with Joe Woods, and, and, and if he don't, do nothing within the first six games, then he got to go. Well, and unfortunately, and thank you, Gary, I appreciate the phone call as always. Unfortunately, and Dustin, uh, you know, when you think about Sean McVay and what he's saying right there, he wants A1. I, I always go back to McVay and Wade Phillips, right? He had, he had a guy that was proven around the league forever. Sean McVay was boy wonder. He just got to only worry about the offense. Yeah. And then Wade Phillips did everything defensively. And I feel like Kevin Stefanski thought he was getting that with Joe Woods, which was a complete an utter failure on Kevin Stefanski's part to think that someone, uh, you know, with two years of D.C. coordinating experience could come in and be anything close to like what Wade Phillips was for Sean uh, McVay. It's just a gross miscalculation on his part. It's Listen, it's somebody that he trusted. He was with him in Minnesota. And Joe Woods, is, he's, he's been a good coach. He is a good coach. I mean, like I was with Joe Woods when he was under Mike Tomlin in Minnesota. Like Joe Woods knows what he's doing. But the point is, it doesn't mean just because it's not working doesn't mean you're a bad coach. But whatever's happening here, there's some sort of disconnect between the players, between the culture, between the coach that needs to be changed. All right, two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. I agree with you on that. But do we really need accountability after this season? Like, if they stay pat, if they don't make any moves, I guess we'll just shout into the high heavens. But I won't be happy about it. Uh, Ryan, up next in the fan. Hello, Ryan. Hey guys, how are you? Hey Ryan, how's it going, buddy? Hey, guys, I agree with you. I, I can't believe we're going to have to maybe go through this another year of playing, you know, terrible for half a season, and then uh, maybe the defense figures it out halfway through. I mean, Ashley and, and Mary Kay can have their, their opinions, but let's talk some numbers here. The PFF for our defense is 27th. The DVOA is 22nd. You look at passing numbers, percentage were 5th, yards 7th, TD 7th. Interceptions, 12, sacks, 26. Those are pretty decent passing numbers, so give them that. Rushing yards, 25th. Yards per carry, 25th. TD, 27th. Let's talk about some, some anecdotal information. We got beat by a 50-year-old Joe Flacco, Marcus Mariota, mm -hmm. Bailey Zappi. Um, Bailey Zappi threw uh, 300 yards on us. Yeah, I mean, Bailey's happy. And who are the offensive coordinators? It's like two guys that are not offensive guys, yeah, right? Matt, Matt Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so some of the excuses I've heard are it's a young team, but that's not really true. Everyone is brought back on the staff and the defense, except for the two defensive tackles. I've heard people blame the defensive tackles. So we don't know whose fault that was. Maybe he was jumping on um, 
Stefanski's table and maybe Stefanski was jumping on Wood's table or maybe, you know, maybe the defensive staff said we're good with these guys. We, we really don't know. But it's his job to evaluate those guys and, and you know, get it done. These um, blown coverages against all pro or sorry, pro bowl receivers, right? We're blowing coverages against pro bowl receivers. It's happening two years in a row. I mean, I got to ask Dustin, have you ever seen even at the, in all your college games, a, a team blow this many coverages that alone should, uh, should have um, him gone. And I, and I hate when people say, um, well, he's not calling that defense. Defensive coordinators are responsible for more than calling the defense. They evaluate personnel, they implement the check plan, they implement the communication plan, and then they test their guys in practice. All that is on the defensive coordinator. So I really just, if, if they bring him back, I would hope our reporters would ask them, what analytics did they use to bring back Joe Woods? Sure, and, and thank you, Ryan. Uh, yeah, thanks, Dustin's man. Answer, I, I, I would say, like, it, to me, it feels like they honestly pick and choose when they want to use analytics to look at things, to, to measure their decisions. Like when it's convenient for them. Right. Yeah. Which, to and be I, fair, that's how everyone would probably do it, if we're being honest. Okay. But I I'm, do it when I'm making stats and when I'm making arguments for myself. I'm like, all right, I'm going to cherry pick. and I'm gonna, That's why Kenny Pickett's so amazing to me, because I can't find a single thing that suggests that he's a good quarterback. Yeah, well, every analytic would have said the Miami Heat would have won last night, but they lost. That's right. So you, it's, it doesn't. Oh, always, you can't just genuflect at the altar of analytics. Of course, of course. There's a feel to all this. But I, to his point, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's anything out there that you can point to that says this guy, you know, is is doing a really good job. And and also the thing about analytics is, you know, it does take out the human element. And one of the biggest things, and I can just say this as as a former defensive player, mm-hmm. is your relationship with that coach and the ability for you to not only retain the information that the coach is trying to tell you, but then to take it to the field and execute. Well, that's one thing. And again, I don't know a ton about uh, what's going on with Joe Woods and some of these players, but I do know a lot about Vic Fangio and that defense, right? And right. and within that defense, it is a really complicated defense, and you have to gel with the players. And you, and that's why that's why one injury can throw the whole entire thing off. And mm-hmm. it, it takes time. The whole entire thing takes time. It's not it's not very simple. I do wonder about how much of a say. Joe Woods had in acquiring some of the pieces that we have had. Because, again, if we bring it back to Vic Fangio, then we go back to Brandon Staley. And Brandon Staley uh, was the defensive coordinator for the Rams when they had the number one defense in 2020. And then it's like no shock that he's taking the same system that Staley used over there and is saying, John Johnson, come on over. Right. You know, like, like, it, like I, got what, I got what they were doing there. It made sense. You can see how it was like safety matters in that <clears throat> scheme. It matters in that system. Go to the Rams. Go get one of their guys, bring it over here and make it work, then why didn't it translate the same way? Wish I had an answer. It should have. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. But do we really need accountability after this season? Because right now it doesn't look like Joe Woods is going to go anywhere. It doesn't look like Mike Prefer is going to go anywhere. Right. Uh, maybe Paul DePodesta is enough for some of you guys. Maybe that would answer it. But if they just go this offseason running it back, I'm going to be livid. I don't know what I can do about it. But I'm going to be livid. And it'll be on Kevin Stefanski to get that thing headed in the right direction. Very, very soon. Tim, up next on The Fan. Hello, Tim. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Tim. Long-time listener, first-time caller. What's up, man? Completely agree with Jonathan. Joe Woods need to be gone, but he won't. Brown's team just makes excuse after excuse after excuse. They're going to cherry-pick stats, ignore the fact that the quarterbacks he played since Miami are Burrow, Wash Brady and trash. I, I mean, 
Just like the previous caller said, all the quarterbacks you've played this year haven't really been that good uh, outside of Josh Allen and Burrow. Yeah, it's been a really easy schedule, all things considered, and that's kind of what makes the whole thing so painful. There's a lot of wins they left on the table this year, Tim. Yeah, and maybe I'm just crazy, but in terms of player development, what player on this defense has gotten better besides Grant Delpit, who it took till last three weeks to get better? Well, Delpit, if we're being fair, and I'll answer that question. Thank you, Tim, and we'll get Dustin in there as well. Those picks were gifted. To I was going to say, did he get better or he just make a those couple were, plays? Those were two Hail like, Marys that Carson Wentz threw up there. I mean, that like, he was just he was in the right spot, yeah, yes. I, but I've had a couple of those picks. I mean, they throw them right to you. Your national title pick. Easy. I mean, it was just, it was just I right mean, there I, for I don't, you. I don't tell people how easy it was, but well, yeah, it's right to me. To be fair, you don't remember it either. Well. And you told me before, right? Yeah, no, you, I, you were I, concussed. I, I, like, I, you don't I, remember. I was concussed. Do you remember? Time. Sorry, no, bad language I remember the play. There's certain things I don't remember, though, but. On a scale from 1 to 10, that was probably like a 9 on your hard interception. In the air, it's intercepted. He threw it right to him. (laughs) That's right, Keith. Couldn't have been any more right to you. Couldn't have been any more right to me. What egg on your face would you have had, though, if you dropped it? You didn't drop it. That's why I jumped up and caught it like it was an egg. (laughs) What was the line that uh, the athletic one time used? I don't remember which writer it was. Oh, it was a writer in Columbus. He said it was one of the most unathletic plays he's ever ever seen. (laughs) And I agree. And then I got tackled by a lineman. But hey, hey, you made the play. I did. You didn't let the ball drop. You didn't. No, I didn't. That's right. No, I didn't. Never will. <laughs> Never will. Two one six five seven eight. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.